This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Hour number three, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Paul Tice joining us now, author of The Race to Zero, How ESG Investing Will Crater the Global Financial System. Paul, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm good to be with you. I appreciate you joining us very much, and you are in great company. We feel very much the same way when it comes to this particular topic. I always ask, though, why the book? Uh, well, I wrote the book because, you know, the, the tail end of my career working on Wall Street, uh, you know, I experienced firsthand the fact that I couldn't really speak up about ESG or criticize sustainability. Hmm. And, you know, you really haven't heard an insider's view of, of what ESG is and why it's bad for the markets and the industry. So, you know, the first thing I did when I retired a couple of years ago was put pen to paper to actually articulate you know, what I think is a very strong argument against what's going on. Okay, question I've always had, and, and we interview all sorts of people from Wall Street, have them on on a routine basis and so on, and I know for a fact, Paul, that there are a lot of individuals on Wall Street that feel the same way about this, you, I, and others do. Why are they not more vocal? Yeah, I think the problem is there are a number of dynamics at play here, but first and foremost, the sustainability policy uh, comes from the, the CEO level. Okay. And and. Pretty much every firm now has a head of sustainability right, right. in the corporate office. So the, the top guy is telling you, top guy or gal, is telling you, we're going to do this. So if you disagree, um, if you don't get in line, then you're either not going to get paid or you're going to get fired. Um, and it's going to be tough to find a new job when every firm you know, is behaving right. the same way. So I think that's one problem. Okay, I get that. Okay, but, but as devil's advocate, Wall Street, who is the – quote-unquote, investment arm of that that even keeps, in some cases, not necessarily these companies alive, but you know what I mean by that. I mean, they're sort of the backbone of what's going on with publicly traded companies. I mean, why can't Wall Street itself get on board and say, you knuckleheads, this is going to drive you out of business? I mean, that's what you're doing in the book, of course, but why can't that happen on Wall Street? Yeah, I think the problem is that after the, the global financial crisis in 08. You know, the industry was looking to uh, fix up its image. Okay. So there's a, there's a big virtue signaling uh, aspect to ESG. Makes sense. So that's, that's one reason why every CEO is, is, you know, getting on board. The other problem you have is that every um, investor on Wall Street is now a member of the United Nations uh, PRI group, which is Principles for Responsible Investment. Okay. It's the leading ESG advocacy group on Wall Street. And with that membership comes requirements, including the fact that you have to integrate ESG into all of your assets under management, 
you know, not just, you know, sustainable funds that you may have raised. And it also requires everyone on Wall Street to engage with all of their portfolio companies and force it on them. So Wall Street is really the, uh, the you know, Praetorian guard around this thing that's pushing it on the corporate sector. Mm. And, and anyone who speaks out becomes the next target. Got it. And for those of you listening, to make sure that we, that in case you don't know, I mean, anymore, I think ESG is pretty well understood by most people. But just in case you don't know, in ESG is environmental, social, and governance. That's what ESG stands for. I just want to make sure we threw that in there, Paul. Sure. Yeah, and I would just add that um, ESG factors, they're all morally subjective. They're non-financial. Yep. And the argument that's being made is that they should now be used to drive your company policy and your investment decisions. And it's all predicated on the theory of stakeholder capitalism, which says that you need to run companies for the good of people on the planet, the environment and society, as opposed to you know, your owners and your employees. And that's not capitalism. Right. That may be end-stage capitalism if we don't turn this thing around, right. but it's more government-directed capitalism, which is fascism at the end of the day. Yeah, and for those of you listening, some of those words, what falls under them, so environmental, for example, climate change, energy and fuel, environmental compliance, greenhouse gas emissions, and so on, social, diversity and equality, employee relations, environmental justice, health and safety, human rights, non-discrimination, and so on, governance, of course, board diversity, which will kill a company, bribery and corruption, I get that, ethics, executive compensation, political lobbying, and so on. I mean, at the end of the day, Paul, none of these in and of themselves may be bad, but if it's the only thing that's driving your company, they definitely are. Yeah, and, we, and there are examples over the last year of, you know, Silicon Valley Bank and others that were more focused on, you know, ESG and their, and their public image and then, you know, ignored like basics like interest rate risk. Right. Right. So, yeah. Let's not worry about where all these prices are of our particular investments right now. And if interest rates go up, we're going to be dead. Yeah. Let's not worry about that. That you know that makes no difference, Paul. As long as we are you know ESG compliant, we're good. Right. I mean, the Jedi mind trick that's being played on the industry is that if you focus on these non-financial factors, so goes the promise. It's going to create financial value over the long term. They never tell you how long it takes. And for many companies, you'll be dead over the short term, waiting for it. Yeah, I was just going to say, Paul, well, in some cases, you and I both know this, it's unattainable by some companies, and it will drive every ounce of profit out of the company. Sure. And if we're talking about energy companies, the uh, the ESG agenda basically requires those companies to go away. Right. Stop doing what they don't want them. That's exactly right. No, 100%. And as you know, there are some, be careful how I say this, I'll use my words correctly, or there's some companies we talk about, you know, diversity in a particular company. Well, Paul, you and I both know that if you're just looking for the best person to do the job, for example, the airline industry, there's a huge push now from, you know, from uh, airlines like United Airlines to where they don't necessarily care if it's the best pilot in the seat in the captain's chair, just do you click all the right boxes? Well, Paul, that's going to get people killed at some point, and it will be the demise of United if they're not careful. Yeah, no, I mean, and, you know, it, it's fair to point out that, you know, we've had EEOC requirements for decades Exactly. Now in terms of non-discrimination, but, you know, DEI is taking it to a whole new level, which is like outright discrimination against certain groups and, and then promoting or hiring people that are not qualified based on what box that they tick. And again, it, it's going to lead to unintended consequences, um, you know, which could get some people killed depending on the industry. Okay, so in your book, you talk about all of these things. What are your thoughts on 
if we don't turn some of this around, what's our time frame look like as far as the demise goes? Yeah, so the, the, I think 2030, which is kind of a, an important milestone for the United Nations around all three of these intertwined verticals, uh, climate change, sustainable development, and also ESG investing, is all being led by the United Nations. Mm-hmm. And climate change is the core of sustainability. It's the core of ESG investing. It's the number one priority, depending, you know, no matter who you talk to. So I think we need to focus on that as opposed to some of the other more culture war issues, not to diminish the other issues, but right. I think first and foremost, ESG, we have to focus on climate change and what's taking place in the financial markets, not so much the corporate boardroom uh, with woke companies. Got it. Um, but I think 2030 is a real date. I mean, you know, they want to achieve certain milestones. And I think with regard to defunding oil and gas, it's going to get more uh, progressively worse mm-hmm. uh, after this important election year. I agree I with think- that. Okay, so if you're, if you're somebody out there listening that's an investor and you're looking at doing different things, what should they look at and or stay away from? Well, I think the problem is that it's such a coercive system. You know, you can definitely, if you're not comfortable with whoever's managing your money because of whatever their you know, ESG pronouncements right, are, right. whether they believe or not or they're just afraid and they don't have a backbone, you know, take your money and move it elsewhere. And the same goes with whatever company that you patronize, okay. you know, a, a Bud Lighter or Target. But I think with regard to really making progress and turning this thing around between now and 2030, we need to attack the regulatory complex that's coming. Okay. And we already have rules coming, proposed rules from the SEC, uh, the FDIC, the Department of Labor, the OCC, the financial regulations that are, that are going to cement this ESG program into place, and then everyone will have to comply. Mm. We need to really attack that. And in order to do that, you need government resources. So... It's going to take Republicans at the state level, I think, to lead the charge, as they've done you know, the last couple of years around the Clean Power Plan. West Virginia versus EPA, that is the template to go after all of these financial regulations related to ESG and climate. So and in other words, keep- this isn't just the election in 2024 with the president. This involves a lot of other things as well. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, again, if, the, if, if Trump regains the White House, that's going to be key. True. Because we obviously know where he stands on the Paris Agreement. True. But we need, we need to have a different approach than during the first term because yeah. we need to reclaim all the territory. So Agreed. it's not good enough just to stop the clean power plant, right? We need to go back and regain territory, and that's going to require going after all of these regulations that have come into place that no one voted on. So. We're yeah. in the Paris Agreement right now by executive order, right. which is illegal. Right. Good point. That needs, to be, that needs to be submitted to the Senate along with the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. It won't get a supermajority, and, and that will kill it. That should you know, take the lakes out from all of these other climate-related regulations. Mm. Go after the endangerment finding that, that the Obama administration passed. Um, you know, so you really have to keep going, not just around ESG financial regulations, but attack the climate regulations that, that support them, because, again, this is all about climate. Got it. And if we get this wrong, um, you know, the, the subtitle of the book sounds ominous, but, you know, if we force this transition from fossil fuels, it's going to be negative for That's the right. macro economy. That's right. No, it, no it, we've seen that happen in other countries around the world. So, no, I, I don't think you're being uh, too negative at all. It's just the reality of where things are. Yeah, and we just, you know, we have a problem. We need to acknowledge the problem, and then we need to be a little more thoughtful about how we tack it. You can't embarrass the other side. So 
and, and, and at a certain level, a lot of the politicians driving this on the Democratic side can't be reasoned with. True. So I think we need to acknowledge that and just have an aggressive legal strategy. I agree. Uh, Paul, I appreciate it. Paul Tice, again, and I should always ask, the race to zero, where do they buy that? Uh, you can get it with Encounter Books, the publisher website, or any major uh, book retailer. Awesome. Paul, I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, sir, very much. Thanks, John. You bet. Have a great night. Appreciate that. Paul Tice, it's T-I-C-E, and it is the race to zero, how ESG investing will crater the global financial system. And you can actually get that now. That came out on February the 20th, so about nine days ago. Get your copy and read up on the strategy. Gino's Auto Service is next. Speaking of your vehicle, how well you take care of it, how well you maintain it, who helps you with that, do you have a problem? Gino's can do all of all of what you need with your vehicle. And I don't say this enough. They really can help you with your European vehicle as well. Gino'sAutoService.com, and Gino starts with a J. Have you had your oil changed recently? Take advantage of savings on Geno's oil change service this month. Geno's semi and full synthetic oils protect your car's engine. Old oil gets less effective at lubrication and absorbing the heat of your engine. Geno's complete lube service includes five quarts of oil, a Napa Gold oil filter, and 35-point digital inspection. Importantly, our oil change service is done by trained ASD technicians, which is not always the case at quick lube businesses. We offer loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when it's ready. Visit us online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is a Napa Gold member and located at Bulls and Platte Canyon. At Geno's, we know a well-maintained vehicle will take care of you, and it all starts with consistent oil change service. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. All right, Veteran Windows and Doors, today you can still make an appointment, 45% off your doors and Free labor. Give Dave a call today. Find him at klzradio.com. Owner Dave Bancroft of Veteran Windows and Doors knows you don't buy a car without knowing what motor is inside. So why would you buy windows and doors without knowing their efficiency rating for your area of Colorado? Dave left the corporate world of windows and doors because he knows their salespeople purposely omit crucial information. The giant window and door companies look at you as a number, not a person. Veteran will select the products that will help you, the customer, and be right for your home. They want to educate you before you make the purchase, since these products are meant to protect you and your home from heat and cold. Veteran wants you to know exactly what you are getting and the benefits of the right windows for your home. Don't get pressured into buying windows from some huge company that is simply transactional. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. All right, group insurance analysts, and I will tell you what, if you're looking for insurance, really business, home, auto, or health, give them a call today, e-gia.com. Finding the right home and auto insurance can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. You need an expert in home and auto insurance to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance, and his team of home and auto insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local hands-on service that you don't get with a call center or online. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. 
Get more without paying more. Genesis 1-3 Electric will make sure you are smart about installing a home charger for your new electric vehicle. Genesis 1-3 is one of the very few electricians in the state who are fully certified in EV charger installation. Dustin and the team prefer you call them before you purchase anything so they can inspect your home and give you advice on exactly what you need. They can ensure that your panel will support the new charger, make sure wiring is within limits, and help you keep your home safe from electrical fires or damage to the charger. Genesis techs are concerned that some EV dealers are not properly educating their customers, and they feel a responsibility to ensure that you know what you purchased and how to use it. There are inexperienced electricians out there, so you need the certified pros at Genesis 1-3 Electric to make sure you're ready for the switch. KLZ listeners get $150 off an EV charger install. Call 883-236-6797. Make the right choice. Call 883-236-6797. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Susan at Premier Manufacturing says, In the two plus years I have been with Premier Manufacturing, my interaction with BES has been nothing but positive. When we have a service issue, they do their best to have someone sent out that same day, and the service people have always been friendly, efficient, and professional. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. We are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Dennis in Denver, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Hi, John. I don't know if you've talked about this because I don't get to listen all that much, but uh, when it comes to corporate wokeism, mm-hmm. does Peyton Manning need the money that bad? As far as what? Oh, you haven't seen the commercials? His, his Bud commercials, you mean? Yes. He owns distribution centers. That's why he does those commercials. It's not a matter of him own, uh, him needing the money. It's a part of what he does for business. Uh, not not giving the guy a pass. I'm just saying that's the explanation. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would have stayed far, far away from that one. Well, I'm not him. You're not him. I can't answer for that. Apparently he needs the money that bad. Well, again, I don't know that it's a matter of he doesn't need the money. It's a business decision he made when it came to the businesses he owns. Yes. Which I'm guessing yeah, would not be that easy to dissolve yourself from. And probably bought those long before they made some of the stupid decisions they made, would be my guess. Right, but still, don't throw yourself under the bus even though you own the product. Well, keep in mind, some of those contracts are done in ways that could have even been done and handled long before they made some of the decisions they did with the um, uh, other individual that I will not name because I don't want to give that individual any kind of press. Uh, but, you know, some of that could have been done long. And, again, I don't know, Dennis. I don't know, I don't know Peyton at all on a personal level, so I can't answer that. But could be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, I see that as a desperate rescue attempt on the part of Bud Light. Well, keep in mind that even Donald Trump has been trying to save them, so don't be too harsh on Peyton, because Trump has done the same thing. Okay, thanks, John. So, I'll give you that as well. So, I again, I don't know Peyton Manning. I can't answer for what he does in regards to his commercials, and haven't really mentioned it, because no offense, it doesn't really make much difference to me one way or the other, but 
at the end of the day, keep in mind that Donald Trump has also come out in favor of Bud Light in kind of that same way, and I don't hear anybody criticizing him. I've heard criticism from folks on Peyton Manning's side, but I have not heard any criticism coming to Donald Trump in support of them as well. And personally, as far as my end of it goes, I don't really care one way or the other. I mean, it's a commercial, whatever. I mean, I get why he does it. If he's got you know a stake in it, of course, you're going to want to make sure that you're doing whatever you can to pump up something that you already own. But on the same token, I don't really, again, I don't have any other insight in any of that, so I really have no idea. Donovan's up next. Go ahead, Donovan. Hey, John, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? Doing well. Hey, just listen to the last guy I was on the radio about, you know, Peyton Manning and the woke thing. I agree, the woke stuff's out of control. However, and there's always a however, you know what? I know Budweiser's trying again. Last time I checked, Christianity, you're supposed to forgive, forget, you know, you know what I'm saying? Well, and Donovan, here's the other, and I'm glad you said that, because here's the other thing you could look at. You could say that literally about pretty much any, I mean, his brother Eli is advertising for Corona. I mean, Donovan, I could go down the list of probably every one of those types of companies, beer companies, I should say, and find fault in each one of them, including Coors. Absolutely. I agree with you. And, you know, we, we need to kind of... I mean, in other words, none of them are saints, Donovan. Let's just say it that way. No, that's exactly right, John. And that's true of everything. But this stuff of dwelling on it day after day after day, come on, man, let's move on. Yeah, you haven't heard me talk about much of the... Well, you haven't heard me talk about any Bud Light stuff in probably, gosh, Donovan, seven, eight, nine months, maybe even it's been that long. Because personally, to me, I'm kind of like you. The thing, thing, you know, it, it ran its course. Bud Light, I think, learned a valuable lesson. Did they learn enough lesson yep. to make all of the changes inside the company as needed? I have no idea. I'm not a part of that. I don't own any of their stock. I have no idea what they did. I do know when it came to the Super Bowl, they changed a lot of their marketing and advertising strategies. And I can guarantee you, they know full well they made huge mistakes. Did they come out and apologize fully like a lot of people would want them to? No, but Donovan, again, I, I can't I can't answer for Bud Light and for Budweiser because I'm not a part of what they do. Uh, right. But I, you know, as I said a moment ago to Dennis, you know, you also have to look at where Donald Trump's at on this, and he's been promoting Bud Light. Yeah, you know, and it's it's just they all make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Let's learn from them. Let's move on. We've got bigger problems out there than. Um, yes. I think we have much bigger problems than what what commercialist Peyton Manning doing. That's just my own opinion. And I it's why I haven't talked about it, Donovan, because it's just a non-issue to me. I've got other things to do than talk about it. You know, frankly, sorry, I just do. And I, and I agree. With, and you know what? We don't all agree. I don't agree with you all the time, John. But I I don't miss your show, Donovan. I don't day. agree with my wife all the time. So that's a fine thing to. That's okay. I, you, you're you're okay in saying that, and I'm not going to be mad at you for that. Well, yeah, and you know what? We're not all supposed to agree all the time. No, in fact, that's what makes around. this. That's what makes this the way it's supposed to be. I mean, Donovan, it's there's the things that you know, uh, you know, between our own family members, my son, my father, others. I mean, there's things that no, I don't always agree on, but you still love one another at the end of the day and move on. Absolutely, I, I hire. I'm a contractor. I hire people, all kinds of people. Yep, contractors, hourly, the whole bit. Yep. And you know what? I don't want around me. A bunch of yes men. Yeah, thank I want you. Are yeah, you want people that'll challenge you, right? 
Absolutely. That's the only way things get done right. Well, it's the only way that you even know that your thinking is correct, because when you're challenged and you've got to make sure you're thinking through your processes correctly, you now start thinking, hmm, okay, wait a minute. Somebody suggested we do this this way. Huh, maybe I should think about that. You know, John, and this is an absolute truth. I've had guys working for me that, you know, and I still do some carpentry and work and everything, and uh, they'll guys come up to me and they'll go, exactly explain to me why you always try to do things the hardest way possible. Hmm. I said, because I've always done it this way. I said, you know, let me show you something. Uh-huh. And I stand there and go, boy, was that easy. <laughs> yeah, I have had some of those. <laughs> I'm laughing because I've had some of those exact same experiences over the years. You know, you know me. I'm Unlike you, I haven't been on the carpentry side, but I've been on the auto technician side. And, you know, it's the same situation. You do certain things a certain way because it's how you were taught or whatever. And all of a sudden somebody comes along and yeah. says, hey, how about doing it this way? And you're like, holy crap, why didn't I think of that? Exactly. And, and that's, that's what makes it fun. And, you know, I'll, and I got to tell you, since I started listening to your show and everything, I worked at a gas station from the time I was 13 till I was about 17. Awesome. I was doing, I was doing clutch jobs and brakes and tune-ups. Before I had a driver's license, John. Good for you. You know, in the Wayback Machine. Good for you. You, you. you advertised BG, and I went, you know, slapped the forehead. Oh, yeah. And I started using BG products again because, yeah. Yeah. man, they're the best. They are. And they've been around, as you know, for a very, very long time. And, yeah, yeah, I know, Donovan, again, and, and even here with me, and you guys all know this, you know, sometimes I'll come on and have a particular position on something, and then after listening to several different people, maybe I've interviewed different people, whatever the case may be, you know, do I change my opinion on whatever that particular topic is? I mean, you know me, I don't waver and vary a whole lot, but can somebody come along and show and teach me something I didn't know prior? Absolutely. I'm still going to be open-minded. Yeah. And that's what and that's what we all need to be. We need to be open-minded, but not stupid. Thank you, Donovan. Very well you said. Know. I, you know what? I'll I'll let you go. I'll leave it at that. I couldn't have said that any better. Okay. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate. And the, that's the first time I think I've talked to Donovan. So, Donovan, thanks for calling. You're welcome anytime. And no, I don't expect everybody out there listening to always agree with me. There's a lot of things that even text message wise, we'll go back and forth on, and we don't necessarily agree on certain things. And you know, that's fine. I don't expect everybody to agree with me, but I do. To Donovan's point. As long as it's respectful and you can have a conversation back and forth, again, I think folks forget at times. If you have a relationship of any kind and the two of you always agree on things, somebody's lying. Somebody's giving in constantly. If you're a husband and wife and you get, a, you get along all the time because you always agree on everything, one of the two of you is lying and not happy. How do I know that? Because that's how relationships work. So bottom line, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but there's things that we're just not going to always agree upon, and that's fine. You know, there's times where you're, you're better half, and you may have a conversation where you're, just, you're both going to just have to agree to disagree. At the end of the day, you still love each other. You move on. You raise your kids, raise your family, do what you need to do, and that's quite all right, and you respect each other still at the end of the day. And that, for me as a host, is all I ever ask. You know what? You may not, I always told my kids this even. You may not always agree with me, but I want you to respect me when it's all said and done. That's all I care about when it's all said and done. Because, no, you will not always agree with me, and that's okay. Hi-Fi Plumbing. Now, one thing we can all agree upon, Donovan included. Plumbing matters. <laughs> I don't have any other way to say it. Plumbing matters. It's not sexy. But it matters, and it matters because I, I've, I've said this openly numerous times on air. When Dan Muir used to be with me all the time, I would tell him, one of the things I'm most thankful for is plumbing, a toilet, 
modern day plumbing, washing your hands, hot water, a shower, all of those things that all of us come to enjoy. Let me, let me tell you what, I've been to other, other areas of the world, countries and so on, where it's not always that way. And I tell you what, one of the things you miss the most is modern plumbing. So, hey, when it comes to plumbing, we've got the fix for you. That's Hi-Fi Plumbing. They've got $100 off right now. You can make your appointment still yet today. And it doesn't have to be you know, done tomorrow, but just make your appointment today, and it's $100 off your next service. That's Hi-Fi Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. And along those lines, Premier Home Remodels, which will make your home not only more livable, but in a lot of cases, more sellable and more valuable at the same time. Find out how they can help you with a home remodel project. That's Premier Home Remodel. Give them a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels is fully transparent in every aspect of your home remodel. They take customer service to the next level with their online portal, offering you daily updates, progress photos, and even a calendar to track your remodel process. Their portal also allows you to access benchmarks for payments and presents the licenses of each tradesman on site, so you know you're always in safe and skilled hands. And they want you to share design ideas and photos that inspire you so every aspect of the plan is what you want. Premier maintains full transparency by professionally documenting project progress with before and after photos, so you are always up to date. You want a team that will always inform you every step of the way with your remodel. Contact Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. All right, Cub Creek, and speaking of remodeling and all of that, that might involve even an upgrade of your HVAC system. If it does, give Cub Creek a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. To save money on your energy bill, your best opportunity is right now with Cub Creek Heating and AC. Cub Creek knows the prices for new HVAC equipment are rising sharply this year. So if you're looking for an upgrade or repair, now is the time. Refrigerant prices are already rising. As the reserves are depleted, this issue will increase the price of air conditioner installation and servicing. Equipment costs for most manufacturers are also starting to rise due to regulatory changes. So that means the cost of parts and equipment is going to keep climbing. Even the cost of energy is skyrocketing with no signs of stopping. Ream Pro Partner Cub Creek provides free estimates, and they aren't commission-based, so they will never upsell you. Cub Creek knows how to save money on your home's heating and AC. Financing is available, so make your appointment for a free estimate today and start saving money with Cub Creek Heating and AC at klzradio.com HVAC. All right, or sorry, John Canada is next. I sorry, Charlie. I know you said that in my ear. Look at my sheet correctly. Cyber guy, and one thing you don't want to have is any kind of cybersecurity issues when it comes to your business. Especially, it could be actually the ruination of your business. Don't let that happen. Talk to John today. Find him at cyberguy.net. Imagine you walk into your office in the morning, sit down at your computer, and find that your company's data has disappeared. All your files are gone. You can't log in. What do you do? Who do you call? CyberGuy John Kanata can defend your small or medium business against a ransomware attack and work within your company's budget, especially on the front end before you're a victim. Even if you do everything that you know is right by not opening suspicious files, links, or attachments, you can still be a victim of a brute force attack. John, the cyber guy, knows that no business can fully protect itself without an expert's help. And if you are attacked, John can advise you on what to do after the fact. 
Don't expose your business to a ransomware attack. Contact John Canada today at klzradio.com slash security or call him at 720-593-6688. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right. By the way, thank you for all those calls. I appreciate it. We're a little bit behind. We'll get Scott Garless on here in a moment, and I apologize. I got busy taking calls, and a lot of fun, by the way, and I appreciate that. Text messages as well that were coming in. I answered all of them, I think, as quickly as I could. And yes, to clarify, I do believe that Peyton Manning owns a... Uh, Budweiser, uh, I don't know if it's Budweiser, Bud Light distributorship. And I don't know exactly how all that works. I just know I heard that in passing from, I believe one of my boys told me that. So, again, I'm not positive of all of that and how that works. And I'd have to go look that up. And, frankly, as our last caller, Donovan, said, I just honestly haven't looked because it just hasn't been top of mind and top of my priority. So, Scott Garlis joining us now. Scott, how are you today, sir? Welcome. Hey, John, I'm well. How are you? I am doing very, very well. Did your mother have a good birthday? She did. Awesome. Yeah, she did. Fabulous. Yeah, great. That's what it's all about, by the way. Oh, yeah. The whole family got together, and it was just it was nice. That's what it's about. Life. Good for you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, thanks. first of all, how is uh, Wall Street? What's going on this week? Give us an update. Uh, you know, uh, Wall Street's doing all right. Uh, the big thing that came out today was uh, PCE, personal consumption expenditures, that's the BEA's measure of inflation. Okay. It wasn't as hot as people expected. Remember a couple of weeks ago when CPI came out? Yep. That was hotter than expected. The market sold off. Today it wasn't as bad, and the market rallied on that. Okay. So, in other words, we had the inflation numbers, but now we've come back, I guess you could say, a little bit to reality, and things aren't as good as they thought. Yeah, well, exactly. And okay. this number is this number is more important to the Federal Reserve because they look at this as a truer measure of inflation. Okay. And yeah, and it it, it points to maybe the economy isn't as strong. You, you also had a revision come out on GDP today, which again that shows maybe things aren't aren't as good as uh, people originally expected. Got it. Got it. Okay. Talk to us also about regulations and some of the things that are happening there. They're pushed to penalize banks and so on. What's up there? Yeah, so we have an election right around the corner, as right. you know, uh, November. And so this is a time of year when we start to see regulators, the, the powers that be, they start to do things to be like, hey, look, we haven't done anything for three years, but all of a sudden we're going to push to make all these changes and maybe, you know, one of the big things for the Democrats is to go after corporations, Wall Street and the banks in particular. Um, <clears throat> so you've had the OCC uh, recently came out and made NYCB cut their dividend and take bigger loan loss provisions. And remember, NYCB is also a company that did regulators a favor by buying some of the, uh, uh, yeah. I believe it was the Silicon Valley Bank okay. uh, you know, pieces. Right. And, th- and now they're turning around and penalizing them for it. <laughs> so they help, and now they're getting penalized. That's exactly right. Unbelievable. It, it really is unbelievable. And it's, I mean, the, the, the penalty that the OCC did to them was, was pretty harsh. I mean, they, they cut their dividend significantly, and they really upped their loan loss reserves big time. Now, the, the other thing that's going on at the same time, and this was floated out a little while ago, but um, 
Barr is, uh, gosh, I, I want to say Michael Barr is his first name. Um, yeah, Michael Barr, that's right. Fed, Fed yeah, supervision but, chief, yes. Yes, and he was appointed by the Biden administration. Okay. Well, he's sort of in the same camp of going after the banks more as well. So one of the things he has floated out there is adopting Basel III regulations. Okay. And for any, anybody that doesn't know, Basel is the city where this group is, is located, but they're, they're basically they're this global bank regulation body. Now, Basel III was floated out there after the financial crisis. And the Obama administration even thought these ideas were so onerous, they refused to adopt them. Well, for some reason, Barr has come back and said, hey, we need to adopt the Basel III regulation. Okay. Um, so what that would effectively do is wipe out the $120 billion capital cushion that all the major banks have set aside. Mm. Now, That's not good. Really... No, no, not at all, because what he's, he, he's basically saying, he's like, well, they can afford to have that wiped out, and then if you give them a couple years, they'll build it back up. Well, the problem with that is that's going to come out of your hide, my right, hide, right. everybody listens hide. Right. And it's, in the meantime, what it'll do is it'll, it'll cut down on lending. Yeah, I was just going to say, it'll, it'll cut down on the flow going out to individuals, small businesses, um, probably not mortgages, but HELOCs and things like that, right? That's right, and rates will probably go up, too. Right, because money gets tighter, correct? Supply and that demand. Is, that is correct. Okay. And so these guys who are professing, they're doing all these things because they're looking out and trying to help the little, looking out for and trying to help the little guy. They're penalizing they're, the little guy. That's exactly right. They're actually doing a lot of things. And so if you, you really think about all this and like this capital cushion push and all these other things, what it all comes back to is some of the turmoil we've seen around rate hikes that have happened over the last couple of years and what that's done to you know, Treasury holdings has brought their values down on, on bank balance sheets. But if we go back and look at what the cause of all of this really was, you know, and, and Elizabeth Warren in particular is one jumping up and down about banks need to be penalized more, need to take bigger, have bigger cushions. The driving factor in all this is part of it, a big part of it is rate hikes. Mm -hmm. But these all happen because of the spending plan that took place in 2021. And basically, the government overspent. Yep. And now they cause massive inflation and everybody else is paying the price for it. Yep. So in turn, I mean, I look at some of this and, you know, would not shock me to have them do the regulations that you're talking about on the same token. And we talked about this even uh, last week when you were on, been talking about several times now. If the Fed doesn't get after it and start doing something, and my hope would be in March that they actually do something, although I wouldn't bet on that. But if they don't do something on the, on the interest rate side to build some confidence, I'm afraid they're going to wait too long. I, I, I would agree with you. And, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting James Bullard, who he's kind of been, you know, for lack of a better term, like head whisperer, but he sort of, he's been the most prescient guy. And he left back in August uh, to go be the head of, I believe it was a Purdue University School of Business. But Bullard came out the other day, and, you know, Bullard was laughed at back in, I want to say it was the end of 2020, when he said, hey, you know, economic growth is going to actually really pick up. And, you know, unemployment's going to be below 10% by the end of the year. And he was right. Um, 
And he called in back in mid-21. He said, we need to start hiking rates now because if we don't, inflation's going to get away from us. Right. It's going to be a big problem. Well, he just came out the other day and said, the Fed is going to make a mistake if they don't do their first rate cut in March. Mm. He said, it's not going to hurt anything. He must listen to Rush and, to Reason and Scott Garlis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or John, John Rush, anyway, right? Um. But he, yeah, he said. I mean, that's just common sense, Scott. I mean, honestly, I mean, not that he or you or I have a crystal ball. It's just common sense. They waited too long to raise them. If they don't quit dinking around, they're going to wait too long to lower them, and they're going to be caught with their pants down. That's exactly right. And he said, you know, what's it going to hurt to do a 25 basis point cut? None. Just get it out. Just get it out. That's right. None. None. You and I both know, at the end of the day, honestly, Scott, really, when it's all said and done, what does that 25 basis point cut really do? I mean, honestly, it's not going to strengthen the economy a ton. It'll build a little bit of confidence in Wall Street. Some business owners might build a little confidence, and you know, the real estate market might say, oh, yeah, we can see things now kind of tapering down. You might spur on a little bit of housing and some things along those lines, but really, at the end of the day, it ain't going to do much. That, that's exactly right, and, and the problem, to your point, of you know, one of the things we, we've talked about a bit, like you were highlighting me the other day, if you keep rates too high too long, there is a commercial real estate problem yep. that, that is lingering out there. That's right. It's, and, and it's building daily, as you know, Scott. I mean, I keep sending you things, and for those of you listening, Scott and I send some things you know, back and forth. And one thing that we're both watching is the whole commercial real estate end of things, because, Scott, if that shoe drops, that it, it's not like the housing crisis, but it's second to it. Exactly. And the whole reason OCC you know, caused um, NYCB to cut their dividend and take this big reserve charge was because of a property they have. And it's a, it's an office property in particular, and they're worried about that and what it could do to their balance sheet and that it could be a bad loan. So if they're doing that to somebody like NYCB, you know, who has over $100 billion in assets, think about all the other banks they might wind up doing this to because of all these bad decisions that were made elsewhere that are starting to trickle down and be felt all over the place. And for those of you listening, the way you avoid some of this or the way the Fed could avoid some of this is there's a lot of commercial loans that reset sometimes annually, sometimes biannually. Typically, though, they're reset every three to seven years, Scott, as you know. And so every year there's a certain amount of commercial loans that are maturing because they're not like a regular home loan. For those of you listening, when a commercial property is bought, you don't get a 30-year mortgage. They're typically amortized over 20 to 25 years, and they reset anywhere from three to seven years, depending upon the deal you make on the front side, kind of going back to what Trump went through in New York, Scott. I mean, that deal is made on the front side. You either agree to it or you don't as a customer. If you don't like it, go find somebody else to give you a deal. At the end of the day, you shop it, you get your best deal, and off you go. And at the end of the day, those things will reset, or in some cases, they don't even reset. They've got a large balloon payment, and you literally have to go out and find new money at the end of that term. Again, depends upon your deal you made on that particular property with that lending institution on the front side. So point being, every year there's a certain amount of those that are resetting. That's right. And so even back back to like what Fuller was saying, just, just a little bit of forgiveness on where rates are, that can go a long way in helping some of this stuff. Now, Correct. You, you get you know you get a half a point to a point down on some commercial loans. It's the it's the difference between because again, folks, for everybody listening, uh, how should I say this, Scott? Leases, 
things that are based upon when that mortgage might be at a lower price. And, and I know that that's not exactly how it works because there's, you yeah. know, there's other factors that come into what you charge market rate and so on when it comes to leases. But my point is when those people make those investments originally and they borrow the money on those properties, it's done based upon what those rent rolls, they call it, are at that given point in time. And you can't just go back in and raise rent because your property, you know, because your mortgage rate just went up by whatever it is. In this case, maybe three points, depending upon where they were at when they maybe set it in 2020. Well, you know, that's interesting because I was talking to a guy the other day who has a warehouse. He said it's a Class C property. Okay, makes sense. His landlord is trying to raise the rate on him, and he said they're actually seeing more demand because it's a lower-quality property right now, and they they tend to charge larger, lower rents for those. That's right. So people people are going after that, but he's like, you know, what they're trying to do rent-wise to me, he said, I had to do it because I can't go get something else. Um, he said, what they're doing rent-wise is like, it's, it's insane. He's like, it's a 40% increase. Right. But to your point, that can't, that can't happen all over the place. No, you it's can't. No, not every owner of a property can go in and do that. So what happens is, where I'm going with this is, you yep. may have an owner that's got a particular loan that might be okay up to, say, 6%, but you get above yep. 6%, and it may not cash flow anymore like it should. Thereby, the mortgage doesn't get made like it should, or the property maintenance doesn't get done, or the taxes don't get paid, or, or, or. I mean, we go down the list. Reality is, Scott, there may be anything anywhere from a you know one to two-point spread there where things actually work or don't work. That, that's right. And there are going to be some banks that made bad loans that probably never should have been made. And Correct. And just made... This has made them worse, and yeah, those will those will foreclose, and there'll be a big deal made out of them. But you know, that's but there's some that they maybe weren't bad loans to begin with. Everything cash flows fine when it's at a five percent rate, but if that all of a sudden jumps to eight, it won't cash flow anymore. That that's right, and so giving them that little bit of extra cushion will go a long way in saving those good loans. Correct, and keeping the financial system doing well and sparing things like hey, you have to slash your dividend, do all these things that are going to be onerous where, you know, they might make it so difficult for banks that banks will be like, you know, I don't want to make those loans at all anymore. Right. And they'll push, right. push, push people into going to what's called like the shadow banking system. And they'll, they'll borrow from non-traditional lenders. And all that does is increases more risk in the system. Hey, real quick, too, by the way, Scott, we just had a text message from a young man. In Dodge City, Kansas, our signal goes quite a long way. His name is Rikers. He's a senior in high school, listens as many days to us as he can. So, Rikers, by the way, thank you so much for listening. I know I appreciate that, Scott. I know you do as well. I love having young people listen to us. Completely. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so I don't have a crystal ball. You don't have a crystal ball, but give me your best guess on what the Fed, best guess on what the Fed does next. You know, I'd love to see a 25 basis point cut in March and do another one in June. I agree. Um, you know, at, at the least, I would think the Fed's going to discuss slowing down, uh, take, winding down their balance sheet. And that, that's sort of akin to a rate cut, so that should be a good thing. My guess is you'll get, get a balance sheet adjustment in March, and then okay. they'll probably do their first rate cut in June. And really quick, too, for a lot of people listening, you'd say, well, wait a minute. You just said that some of these commercial loans won't survive unless they you know, can keep that thing down around maybe the you know, 6 6.5%, 7% range. But what happens, Scott, with a lot of financial institutions, if they feel 
The Fed is going to continue to do some rate cuts because they saw one. They will give some of these folks a short-term extension. It might be at a higher rate, but it's only going to be for a temporary time frame because they know eventually they can lock that loan in at whatever the Fed comes back at, maybe in October, November. So if they see the handwriting on the wall for that, the financial financial institution will respond accordingly. Well, that, that's correct, too, because, you know, to your point, interest rates took off long before the Fed started raising rates. Right. Telegraphed it. And so once they start cutting, they said they're going to cut. So once they start cutting, people will rush to lock in higher rates. And by buying up those bonds, they'll actually wind up pushing yields down, to your point. And that will help out That's right. a lot of these companies. That's right. All right, Scott, how do we find you? Where do people go to find you? Yeah, uh, marketwise.com or come follow me on Twitter, C. Scott Garlis, or also on LinkedIn. Scott, appreciate you, man. Always a joy. Yeah, I look forward to speaking to you every week. All right, man. Have a great night. Appreciate it very much. Flesh Laws next. Civil or criminal, give Kevin a call, 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right, if you're looking for a doctor, we have an answer. Dr. Scott Faulkner, 303-663-6990. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal healthcare? Fear not, Dr. Scott is a big picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your healthcare to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com Alright, Solar, find out if it works for you by calling Alan Davis find him at klzradio.com Alan Davis with Level Engineering knows that the power company is not your friend that they don't have your best interests at heart Aside from getting your power back on during an outage, they do three ugly things. First, 
They install a smart meter on your home to charge you surge fees up to 300% during peak times. Next, they use some of your money to lobby public utility commissions to increase your bill. The power company tries to squeeze money out of you everywhere they can. But Alan Davis has the answer for you. Solar power will allow you to produce your own energy and get the power company out of your wallet. Call Alan Davis of Level Engineering to rid you and your family of the greedy power company and take a major step towards energy independence. You just need to reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no obligation consultation. All right, Al's got a class next Saturday. Make sure you sign up for that. Go to klzradio.com and look for Golden Eagle Financial. There's a new reality in planning for retirement, and Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows how to help you navigate it with success. You hear the arguments about Social Security, and many people are worried that they won't get out of it what they've paid into it. Al knows how to prepare you for that in case you don't get the benefits you expect. Your grandparents had pensions, but employers have shifted to making you responsible for retiring on your own. Al can help you strategize using securities like 401ks and IRAs as individual parts of your overall plan and advise you on making tough decisions like adjusting to your risk tolerance or making room for the things you want to do in retirement. Take control of this new reality and reach out to Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today for a free no-obligation consultation by going to klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, that's it for today. Tomorrow, movies. We've got Dune Part 2, Demon Slayer, and then our movie rental hour is going to be Movies with Sand. Start texting those in tonight if you can. 307-200-8222. Have a great night. Be safe. We'll see you tomorrow. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.